After leaving the hot chick behind, Jack and Josh decide it's time to sign up for some anger management. This is Truly Happily Madison. Hello, and welcome to another week of Truly Happily Madison, the podcast that isn't just happy or true, it's truly happily Madison. Yay. We are Madison. We are Legion. Um, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I am Jack Gregson. The voice you've heard behind me is Josh Pappenheim. Hello. Each week, your hosts, Jack Gregson and Josh Pappenheim, discuss the entire filmography of Happy Madison Productions from 1999 to current day. And with us this week is a guest, a formidable guest. It is uh, screenwriter Chris Anastasi. Welcome to the show, mate. Hello. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Um, I've been listening, long-time listener, first-time <laughs> appearance. <laughs> it's amazing because we've not been on that long. Yeah, usually it's the other way around. Well, you know, New York Minute these days, isn't it? Yeah, everything's, everything's running real quick. So long time, been listening all the way since this morning. And now I'm here. It's amazing to be here. (laughs) Did you ever see the motion picture New York Minute? I have not. It's the only theatrical release for Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. I've not even heard of it. (laughs) Is this the second time that film's come up on this podcast? I think it is. Jesus Christ. It's a good one. We should bring it up more often. As a long-time listener, I can say that is the second time. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, you're guaranteed to hear at least one mention of New York Minute every 4.5 episodes. <laughs> so just keep listening, see if we can keep up, or up that average in any way. Patreon release. I think you should just bring up the same shows, um, like the same movies on each episode. Just go through them each <laughs> week and see how, you're emo- how you feel about them in that. There, there is one I wanted to bring up, actually, from one of your previous episodes, because I'm such a, an avid <laughs> listener. Uh, so I um, was my big fat Greek wedding. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thought I felt some... Wasn't sure. Thought I felt some shade going towards that movie. I'm going to say to you, as a member of the Greek community, that film was like when that weird Mel Gibson Jesus film brought all the Christians back out. Like, yeah. all the Greeks. It's the only time <laughs> I've seen that many Greeks in a cinema who have actually paid for their ticket. It no was shade outrageous. from me. No shade from me. I went <laughs> and I saw the sequel. So, you know, where were the Greeks for the sequel, Chris? That's the question. The Greek wall. Yeah, the Greek wall <laughs> Gre- is what oh they should God. have called How it. How did they not call it that? <laughs> well, oh. it's the same as the now you see me, now you don't conundrum. Is You know what is sad is just the only film that really went for that was like Alvin and the Chipmunks, <laughs> the squeak wall. <laughs> That's the only one that really like <laughs> took the took it, and it's not great film. But it's the only one that could, but great title. <laughs> it's a great title, <laughs> and, and that for counts. that, it will go down in history. Mm. Uh, yeah, no shade on Big Fat Greek Wedding for me. I've just not seen it. <laughs> yeah, I heard you. It. Yeah, you didn't. You haven't seen it. I highly recommend it. It's a great <laughs> movie. It's an. It's an. It's a direct and exact depiction of a Greek family. It's exactly oh, what they're perfect. like, especially the grandfather. Um, yeah, I'm gonna raise my every, children on it. every Greek family <laughs> has a member of NSYNC in it. So, well, I am uh, cousins with Peter Andre. Oh no! But oh. that's just because we're all cousins. That's just <laughs> a reality. Like literally, um, I was in a meeting 
with uh, one of the producers from Steph Let's Flats uh, a few months ago. Well, not in a meeting, but we're having a meeting <laughs> and no one's in anything anymore other than their homes. Um, and <laughs> literally we were talking and he, he was talking about him. I was like, and then I went to my godfather's restaurant that night and he was like, oh, Steph, oh, he's your, he's your bloody cousin. <laughs> what? He <laughs> was like, oh, yeah, he's like, he's like an, one of my auntie's like sons or so, I don't know, something like that. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we're all related. We're a very small <laughs> country, Cyprus. <laughs> well, sadly... I don't think there's much Greek about this movie that we're talking about this uh, week. You'd be surprised. Oh, no. oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I am surprised. Um, we are talking about the one and only anger management. Tell us some stuff about it, No, Jack. Josh, why don't you give us a plot description oh, shit, of yeah. the movie? Right, as always, this is from IMDb and attributed to no one because I haven't clicked through. Dave Busnick is a businessman who is wrongly sentenced to an anger management program where he meets an aggressive instructor. It sort of does what it says in the tin. It's sort of there. That is as much plot as in, as, as in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it sound quite dramatic. <laughs> meets an aggressive instructor. It sounds like he's going to get beaten up. Well, no, it sounds a lot like, does. you know, if you change it to Andy Dufresne is a businessman who is wrongly sentenced to a prison where he meets an aggressive inmate. Josh, I've never seen the Shawshank. Jesus Christ! You've never seen the Shawshank. Unbelievable. Also, don't take aggressive inmate because I can guarantee that Morgan Freeman cannot be conveyed as an aggressive. He's aggressively charming. Andy Dufresne was going to die that day. (laughs) Jesus, he's in the room. That's quite aggressive. Here are here are the as wished for earlier stats. Thanks, Jack. On anger management. So this is directed by Peter Seagal, who uh, before this had done that he he made his debut with Naked Gun, Thirty Three and a Third, mm. and uh, then went on to Tommy Boy and uh, a movie I absolutely hate, The Nutty Professor Two. Is that the clumps? That's the clumps. The clumps. So actually, yeah, I should give it its full title. It's it's not the Nutty Professor Two. It's Nutty Professor 2, The Clumps. The Clumps. <laughs> this film stars Adam Sandler, Academy Award nominee Jack Nicholson, <laughs> Academy Award winner Marissa Tomei, Luis Guzman, and John Turturro. It, this came out on the 11th of April 2003, made on a budget of $83.5 million. Jesus Christ. I mean, you can see every dollar on screen. <laughs> it really is. I feel like a lot of it's in the... It's a real heavyweight film, which is what surprised <laughs> me. Like, I come into it, like, if you if I just saw the names of those people on a poster, I'd be like, that's an Oscar winner right there. <laughs> you would think. Yeah. Especially with Adam Sandler where he is nowadays. Mm. The people's the... darling. The people's prince. <laughs> the people's princess. <laughs> His next movie. You could see it, couldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> really could. uh, the domestic box office for this was $135.6 million, and it opened number one at the box office ahead of Phone Booth in its second week. Mm. Uh, what a Girl Wants from director of Joe Dirt in its second week. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Bringing down the house in its sixth week. Wow. Hanging in that top five for six weeks because racism wasn't dead in 2003. Which one's and bringing down the house? Where um, Eugene Levy says to uh, Queen Latifah, you got me straight tripping, boo. Oh, Christ. Yeah. Um, 
and a man apart in its third week. Vin Diesel doing a little bit of serious back then. Oh, cool. This has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 42%. And just for some flavour, other comedies from 2003 had Bruce Almighty, Ooh. Old School, Ooh. National Security, oh. uh. Uh, Cheaper <laughs> by the Dozen. Ooh. Oh, really? Uh, it's a big year for Steve Martin. Yeah. And, and of course... And the last year. Uh, <laughs> we can't forget Johnny English. Shit. Because they keep making them, so you can't forget them. Yes, very true. But it did revitalize the spy genre, though, didn't it, Jack? Johnny English? Yeah. Do you think there would have been a Casino Royale if it hadn't have been for Johnny English? I don't think so. Did you know that Johnny English is written by the guys who wrote like the last five James Bond movies? What the fuck? No. Yeah. So people that don't really know comedy, but they know they're spies. They definitely, it's made up, they were writing Casino Royale, and when this bit doesn't work, it's fucking stupid. Oh, we'll just put all of that in a film. Do you reckon it's the same story of how, like, um, the one of the sequels to Cloverfield ended up becoming A Quiet Place? Like, there was just yeah. a Bond script mm. sat on the desk, and they're like, what if we put a funny man in the lead? Yeah. <laughs> We need a new title, not yeah. James Bond. But it, I Johnny guess that, English? That really proves that, you know, if you strip a Bond movie down to its raw parts, it is just a badly written movie. <laughs> <laughs> just True. Like, you know, when you take all the glamour away and all the sexy man in bikini shots, like, it just becomes a terrible comedy. Well, you can do that much simpler by just putting John Malkovich in any film. <laughs> it immediately becomes awful. Except for Con Air. Except for Connor. Except for Connor. <laughs> Connor is my favourite James Bond movie. It is. The... <laughs> yeah, I feel Dave Chappelle should be in all the Bond movies. Fuck, that'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, really. Dave Chappelle as Q. Make it happen. <laughs> uh, but anger management, guys. How how are we feeling about about this this one? Do we have any? Oh, actually, Chris. Best to start with asking you this question. Yeah. What is your history or knowledge of Adam Sandler and the Happy Madison Production Company? Well, very big fan growing up, obviously, coming into it with um, Happy Gilmore, like most people. Being, it just blew my mind how funny that he, this man could be. Then I proceeded to watch him be the same character in every other film, <laughs> but different situations over and over. And I, I enjoyed it for a very long time, and he kind of... They kind of lost me around sort of this time around, like after, what was that one where he plays Little Nicky? Yeah. That was sort of the last one I went to the cinema for. Um, That's early on. That was quite early. Like Big Daddy, I know a lot of yeah. people love that. Not a big fan, not a big fan. Really? Was, yeah, I liked him when he's in the bigger, more ridiculous comedies, but then when they came back, they just weren't, they weren't batting a hundred for me. I'm <laughs> glad we got you on for this big, ridiculous comedy. <laughs> Of all, well, this one is actually one I hadn't seen. I have always thought, I was like, why have I not seen the Jack Nicholson one? Of all mm. the ones that I've seen, I've seen that weird cowboy one he did for Netflix. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, I should see that movie. And I watched it, and now I understand why I probably missed it. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, how about you? Do you have a history of anger management? Uh, no. Once again, I think this is, well, Chris, you'll be able to tell me, being such an ardent listener. Uh, again it was one i swore down i'd never seen and then little bits i was like i've definitely watched this before like caught snippets of it somewhere but you know what it's top of my fucking list now 
<laughs> out of all these films that we've seen, this is the best one by far. It's number two for me. Number Josh. two. What's what's number one? Still, still the animal. Still, no, still the hot chick <laughs> hanging in there at number one. The hot chick. <laughs> the hot chick. Good God. Made me laugh my ass off. I feel like everyone has a Happy Madison shame. Mine is Deuce Bigelow for sure. Oh yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good one. That's still mid. It's mid table. Upper it, mid table. It's interesting. I was so excited about this movie when it was coming out. Really? <laughs> because. As a 12-year-old boy, as most 12-year-old boys were, I was infatuated with the Paul Thomas Anderson movie, Punch Drunk Love. So I really loved Adam Sandler. And like all the other 12-year-old boys, loved About Schmidt. (laughs) Thought About Schmidt was really great. I'm getting a really good (laughs) mental image of who you were as a 12-year-old. Yeah, the cravat really shines through (laughs) in the story. (laughs) I was so into about... I was just like, oh man, I can't wait to be an old, retired man with a dead wife. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) We married after she died. (laughs) New Year's Day 2003... or No, it would have been New Year's Day 2004... I spent my day doing a double bill of the Farrelly Brothers classic Stuck on You and the Paul Giamatti movie American Splendor. Fucking so that's my hell. 13-year-old New Year's Day. Wow. Oh, it was a great time. I was a weird kid, yeah. You were born for this industry. Yeah, look at you now. You've got the second most successful Adam Sandler podcast <laughs> <laughs> going at the moment. Damn you, Sandler Pitts! <laughs> That's a free plug. I can say I'm not an avid listener of that other podcast. Oh, that's yeah. very kind. Yeah. Well, we've plugged them now. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all they need is more promotion. No, no other Sandler casts are available. It's gone gangbusters over here. Over there, I heard they got Just Eat adverts now. <laughs> oh no! Not Snoop Dogg. Um... We'll get Hungry House. <laughs> But yeah, so I was really excited about the star of Punch Drunk Love and about Schmidt coming together to make what I could only assume was going to be the art house movie of the season. <laughs> this was your Marvel Avengers of that yeah. time. <laughs> but as I say, I was 12 years old. This film was rated 15. I could not go see it, and I was really annoyed about it. That's so sad. I was so angry that like you know oh great you can't you say that you can go see hulk again <laughs> it was it was a hard time 2003 i had mentioned hulk because i do vividly remember the day this came out on dvd and me being so excited that i could finally watch it and going to Woolworths and buying hulk and anger management on dvd and not ignoring the irony that maybe the hulk could use some anger management that's true also, I like the fact that you had just previously stated that you had to keep going to see the Hulk over <laughs> and over again because nothing else was on, and yet you still bought the DVD straight yeah, after exactly. it. You just hadn't had enough of Angley's Hulk. Had to get. <laughs> it was part of my Ang Lee collection. <laughs> my angry collection. Yes. So I was, I was big into this movie. And I remember then finally watching it and thinking, huh. That was fucking great. Huh. Oh. <laughs> I remember finding it really confusing the first time I saw it when the twist is revealed that, like... You fucking hell, man. Buddy has, like, set this all up. And I remember being like being a kid and just being like, wait, what, this is the movie? <laughs> <It was> like, 
all a weird setup. To make that clear for the listeners who haven't seen the movie, it why wouldn't like, you? Is is that Marissa Tomei's character's name in it? Buddy. No, no, no. Buddy is Jack Nicholson. Oh, bang. see, this is where I get confused. It, no one in his films ever have like normal names. No. <laughs> Dave Busnick, Buddy Rydell. <laughs> what is her name? Karen. Linda. Linda. Yeah. Linda. Linda. Do you not remember him running around the Yankee Stadium going, Linda! No, something, Linda! Else, something else really took my attention in that scene, which we will definitely talk about, obviously. Well, I can't imagine what the uh, <laughs> current political figure you would be talking about. Oh, yeah. So so what is your order for these? Do you like to go from the, you know, through the film in the, in um, from beginning to uh, end? Lucy-goosey, man. Lucy-goosey. Just... We kind of did that at the beginning of the first few episodes, and then it just became tedious so now we sort of now <laughs> we, we sort of, of jump around sort of pick topics at random yeah. <laughs> jump, jump. keep well, everyone I, guessing got, where are I they do, going next i do have a topic right now jack nicholson's in this movie yeah yes he is that still blows my mind that like jack nicholson one of the sort of most famous sort of film icons mm is sort of supporting character in a uh, Adam Sandler comedy. I couldn't get that. I found it very distracting watching the movie because I couldn't stop thinking about that. Uh, <laughs> you know when that moment where he's got that weird hair follicle electric gun? <laughs> and what for is no that? reason... What is that? I am not, so confused about it. It wasn't even a joke. He just comes out and he's just electrocuting his head with his hair everywhere. He's like, keeps the follicles alive. And it's, I just thought, this strange. man, do, I wonder if he was like on the set of Chinatown, you know, just <laughs> after the scene where he gets his no, nostril cut and he He's probably like, one day I'm gonna do comedies. Like, what was <laughs> what was the arc here? <laughs> yeah. uh, the arc was he needed a new house. <laughs> I would say. Do you think it is that? Well, do you think I, I'm because I'm sure people would be like, I don't think it's hard to you know for Jack Nicholson to find a project. Um, I don't I really, know. I really want to know what it was. There's a featurette on the Blu-ray called My Buddy Jack that I watched and I was like, oh, this will teach me all about it. And it's just fucking Alan Covert being like, yeah, Jack Nicholson came on set. He was really cool. Fuck so, that. Uh, It'll uh, be money. But let me blow your mind even more. He wasn't the first choice. He wasn't who, even the second choice. Can I guess or who the, the third? First, can I guess who the, the first fourth. choice was? Yeah, go for it. Was Rob Schneider not available? <laughs> <laughs> was it because, because he'd been turned down before like he they wanted him for little nicky was it dustin hoffman he was one of the choices he wasn't first choice first choice was eddie murphy that makes more sense that makes more sense yeah. to this movie <laughs> it really does i guess it's like because eddie murphy this year has daddy daycare so he's moved into sort of family family, family comedies territory, territory. Um, uh do you know who the second choice was Dustin Hoffman. No, <laughs> someone who will now never turn down a role. De Niro? Yep, De Niro. Was it De Niro? <laughs> it was De Niro. If, you, if you're going to do the top tier, and I know he did Pacino in a different movie, so yeah. he was all that's left from that era. <laughs> it's odd that De Niro's not popped up in a Sadler movie, actually. Uh, I was going to say not yet, but I don't think he's in one, is he? No, there's oh, still yeah. time. He's still like, time. Do you think he's like, well, I did meet the parents, and that was with one dark-haired Jew... And he, <laughs> I don't a, need another. <laughs> there's the um, he did that other one with oh, what's that Zac Efron movie? Dirty Grandpa. Oh, Dirty, Dirty Grandpa. So maybe Dirty he's Grandpa. there now. I, I, I went there. to see Dirty Grandpa at the cinema. 
<laughs> I always like the. I think the French title is Dirty Pappy. Yeah, I love Dirty Pappy. Dirty Pappy. <laughs> friend of the podcast, Jamal Paulson, calls me. <laughs> Dirty Pappy. Uh, yeah, so the other choices were Eddie Murphy, number one, turned it down. Bobby De Niro, turned it down. Bill Murray, turned it down. I can see Bill Murray turning this down. <laughs> yeah. And then Dustin Hoffman also turned it down. Because Bill Murray's in his sort of Wes Anderson phase. Oh, yeah, fuck, true. Yeah. He's the people's darling at this point. He's probably off uh, on a boat filming Life Aquatic. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he, I think he. it's this year he gets the Oscar nomination for Lost in Translation. So yeah, he's not going to do this movie. No. Um, What's Dustin Hoffman doing? Um, well, eventually he did The Cobbler. So he got him eventually. And, he, and he's in a Myrowitz story, so oh, yeah. he couldn't avoid the Sandman for long. But that one's not a happy... Neither of those are happy Madison, are they? No. No. They're, they're um, Sandler's serious efforts that they don't like to brand with happy Madison anymore. Sad. <laughs> in 2003, um, oh, Hoffman was busy heading up that runaway jury. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Cool. Maybe this is how he gets them. He offers them a role in every film he does and watches <laughs> as they just make poor decisions over time. And then when they're at their weakest, he walks in and is like, I have a deal for you. Yeah. <laughs> Come into my world. And they're like, fine, you can have me, Adam. But so going off this, like, so looking at what Nicholson, and Nicholson is just off about Schmidt. Before that, he'd done the pledge. And in the same year, he's got Something's Gotta Give coming out. I'm sure he's giving all of it in Something's Gotta Give. Though, the weird thing about Nicholson, he's not bad in this. He's not, like, phoning it in. He's not bad. He's doing a Nicholson performance. Yeah, he's full Nicholson in this. That's all I want. <laughs> Josh, we got Chris doing a Nicholson impression. Can you do a Nicholson impression? No. <laughs> That's the answer and the answer twice. I mean, you can't get away without doing one either, Jack. Oh, why do you think I asked? <laughs> I've been practicing all week. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> That's what we were waiting no, I for. Can go, I go a little deeper. and It's sort of early time Jack. It's not so much Jack in anger management. It's more... It's, it's more sort of one flew over the cuckoo's nest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can and then that. you go, and if you take it a little deeper, and you're getting into more... Buddy Rydell. Again, it's like he's in the fucking room. Yeah. The, <laughs> the laugh was a little bit, you know, one of the villains from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. <laughs> but the rest, oh, I thought I closed my eyes. He was here. I thought I was watching the extended cut of the movie. Goose Fraba. <laughs> oh, what is that, by the way? Uh, is that from something? Is that, that is, real? That is what they wanted. You know, that was the, that was the malaf of this film. That was the sort They of, thought it would um, be. I'm telling you, we're going to sell t-shirts with it on. They thought everybody would be going out there being like, oh, Goose Fraba, man. What, calming people down? Yeah, the calm <laughs> word of the, the anger management group is Goose Fraba or something. Yeah. And is, I just want to know, is it a real thing that they picked up from one of these types of groups? Mm. Or did someone sit in that room writing that script and goes, what's a funny word? What's a funny sound we can make? And made an actual decision to say that word because they <laughs> but, thought that was the funniest thing that could happen. Could have gone for flibbergoo. So they say it's um, a word that Eskimos say to um, calm to babies. Their, yeah, to calm their young. One of the many and, outdated uh, examples in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> but I will say that leads to 
a moment I did laugh at, which after he's, after Nicholson says that, Luis Guzman just says, Eskimos seem nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't hear that. Otherwise, that would have been a laugh. Do you reckon that was an improv? Because he knew it was not, like, it's not a word you're supposed to use even then. <laughs> yeah. then John Saturo just goes, nah, Eskimos seem stuck up. <laughs> Yeah, can we talk about the supporting cast? Because obviously we got Jackie. We haven't really talked about Adam Sandler, but we'll get to, we'll get to the Sandman. I'm on. I'm high on calling him the Sandman. This Sandman's week. good. Uh, yeah, the supporting cast. John Turturro back again. A fucking triumph. He's having a great time in this. He's having a great time. He's, He's responsible for I would say like sixty percent of my life. John Turturro plays a member of the anger management team called Chuck, who is just full of rage and um, impregnated his aunt? Is that Possibly. what they say? It's something like that. It's, yeah, it's ambiguously um, around his aunt. Yeah. He, he's having a good time. He's. Um, I quite liked that anger management support group was just sort of a collection of sort of character actors doing what they can do. Yeah. Mm. That's great. January Jones. Oh, yeah, January Jones as well. A young January Jones in there. Yeah. I love January Jones. And that was like... That was a the screen lit up when she was in this. I was like, "Fuck, this is gonna be incredible," and then it was fine. Mary <laughs> Jones and Krista Allen play uh, bisexual porn stars. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, an yeah. Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, we need something for teenagers, and, and they don't, and they just don't know how to act in society. No, I like, I like that. Immediately they kiss, and then it's like a thirty second like men watching women kiss gonna wank later moment which is awful well even the characters they all start turning to each other going ooh yeah and I'm just like and it's really uncomfortable for quite a long time very very bad it does go on a long time I have obvious problems with that moment but I kind of do like Nicholson watching it being like yeah because I just I do think that's what Jack Nicholson would do (laughs) do you reckon that's how Sandler got him in it is like okay I promise you I'll just put two girls kissing I'll get me a January Jones (laughs) who who? <laughs> she know my daughter. <laughs> and then you've also got Louise Guzman. Yeah, Louise Guzman as Lou. It's wonderful. He's just ha- he's very much in his sort of Louise Guzman role. Yeah. Mm. And then um, the other guy, Jonathan Lofren from Little Nicky. Jonathan Lofren, that's his name. He's in a lot of his movies, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Waterboy is and... the sort of uh, in this one. He's the. Use- angry sports fan yeah which i kind of could have used more of because he was the one who seemed to have like an anger issue that was connected to something yeah he could have had an arc especially as the thing ends at a baseball match that's true (laughs) that could have somehow pushed him through his issue there was an extraordinary amount of setups in this film (laughs) that never tied off when there were big opportunities to tie them off too yeah true it was you know even beyond just the people in that anger management room who have some sort of reason to be angry except for louise guzman i still don't know if he was even angry he he was sort of playing like what camp anger kanga kanga no, that's Rue's mum. Well, I didn't realise until the last scene of the film that his moustache and beard was a question mark. <laughs> Maybe they changed it. Maybe it wasn't before. <laughs> Possibly, but why? <laughs> it's glorious. Though. Incredible. Um, but it's fine. You can see Jonathan Lothram. Is it with an M or an N at the end? It's N. Jonathan Lothran. 
that. It's fine. You can see what happens to his character many years later when Robert De Niro plays him in Silver Linings Playbook. <laughs> okay. So it's all fine. The story I don't continues. Think, I, I feel like that's too well adjusted. But yeah. <laughs> um, another another supporting player in this, not I would say as well utilized as the people in the support group. Marissa Tomei's got nothing to do in this movie. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> nothing. She appears about three times for about two minutes apiece, I think. Yeah. Th- there's a moment where they where she breaks up with Adam Sandler. And because she has been in the film so little, I was not impacted by it at all. I <laughs> No. No, and, and it's surprising how little she had to do and then for it all to transpire, spoiler alert, by the way, for anyone listening, that the whole thing was her idea. Exactly. This whole traumatic experience was actually her idea. And she was just like, yeah, I just thought this was a good idea because I read a book. I just thought this would be fun. But, and I thought this would be good for you. This for... is something I, I thought about while watching the movie is... It's a shame that we don't see more of Dave's life pre-anger management. True. Because we get no real sense of what his life is. I know he's got like a mean boss yeah, and a girlfriend he doesn't like to kiss in public. And we have obviously the, is it 70s opening, 80s, 70s? Yeah, yeah so, so um, they do give you some pre-life, but the pre-life they choose to give you is... The 70s as a boy yeah. when he kissed a girl and got pantsed by a bully. Yeah. Which doesn't... It's, it's made me question. All, so many of these films we've covered now have prologues. That's true. <laughs> we, Fuck. And, and they're never useful. <laughs> no, this one's good. It teaches you three things. Not to kiss women. He, no, he has low self-esteem. Uh, not to kiss women in public, and he feels he has a small penis. Yeah. Possibly not confirmed. Who knows? Yeah, there was a lot of vague setups at that beginning, because it took me about halfway through the film to realise that it was definitely because he couldn't stand up for himself properly. Yeah. Because it, all the setups happened, I was like, oh, but they weren't very clear. <laughs> so, <No>. surely not. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't really get a... Like, Obviously, there's the plane sequence, which is the big thing. Except the plane sequence is so extraordinary. It's not that he doesn't stand up to himself. It's that people on the plane are acting insane. But it's because it's a setup. It's a setup. I know it's a setup, but we don't know that when we're watching it. No, it's and, true. And, and it, I'll say this, because the plane sequence was basically the big selling point of the trailer for the movie. It was mm. like, oh, look how look at this bad day Adam Sandler's having. Yeah. Uh, but I think they can explain it away. I like the plane sequence, but it's just I never get you never get the sense that he's someone who a obviously needs anger management. Obviously, he doesn't because he's a timid man, and then what he needs is actually to get his anger out. Yeah, but there's also just there's never a sense in this movie where I'm like you. you I don't really see the progression of his anger management, apart from Jack Nicholson being like, you just graduated to step two. He does keep graduating, that stuff. <laughs> but that's the thing, it's not anger management, is it? It's not. What what this film is... But, but, what, but do you see progression of, of his character even without the anger management? Um, well, only when he sort of explodes and steps on Alan Covert's head at the end, <laughs> and it's like, I'm cured. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's good. This film... I'd love to step on Alan Covert. I just want to put it out there. This film is a combination of two David Fincher films. This film... There is definitely the game in is this. Is the yeah. game and Fight Club mixed. I don't know if I see Fight Club. <laughs> this film is about men becoming more masculine. That is what this film is. It's about a timid... Uh, I mean, uh, this isn't what I'm, I'm not saying that all men should be like Adam Sandler at the end of this film. I think I'm you saying, are. No, I'm I think this you've film learned is... a lot of things from this movie and it's really woken you up. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go and step on. <laughs> I'm going to go sign up to Jordan Peterson's website. Oh, God. No, but this is why I'm saying, yeah, that, that's what this film thinks it is. This is, is a film thinks... scary theme of Josh's on this podcast. Like, what? Because, <laughs> like, last week you didn't pick... Uh, the Korean mom saying the N-word as your LVP and therefore endorsed it as your favorite part of the movie. That's not true. And now this week, you're like, you're like, yeah, we should all be like Adam Sandler. That's not what I'm we saying. beat up all the monks. Uh, well, to be fair, that monk was a dickhead. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I think that's what this, the writers of this film think this is, but in a slightly dumber way, obviously, is it's a film out a, a beta a beta cuck becoming an alpha that's basically it like to use the terminology of the time that's what this film is is that the, the terminology time. they used of the time that's what this film is that's terminology of, of the now time. apparently of now time of now time that's the now time terminology you know i don't <laughs> think either of you are on board I'm, with this no i'm just very happy you've learned some things and it's really changed your life <laughs> this is seminal i haven't cinema. learned anything I've I'm, not glad, I'm glad the Rydell program worked for you. <laughs> no, I haven't learned anything. I'm saying that's what this film thinks it is. I think we need to get you a buddy Rydell of your own. <laughs> no! <laughs> if you ever end up in a situation where people are taking what you're doing completely out of line, then you're probably being set up by us. Oh, <laughs> that's God, what's what happening. Have I, done? I just uh, wanted to talk about the film. <laughs> I don't agree with it. And it's clearly revealed some things about yourself uh, and how you feel inside. That's okay. It's that's a, true. We're open to it. When you gaze into the abyss, the abyss stares back. <laughs> and yeah, like that's what I think this film thinks it is. It's there are other films like this that I can't remember, <laughs> like Fight Club. What else is there? Jack, help me out. You know things. I don't watch those types of movies, Jack. You've seen these films? <laughs> can you can you not see what I'm saying? No, I, 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 I don't see it so much in the fight club. Well, I guess like... Buddy Rydell is his Tyler Durden. He yeah. meets on a plane. They both meet on planes. So maybe David Dorfman then when he was riding together. the script, Really? Then they have a fight! <laughs> it's, it's the same film! broken this wide open. To be fair, I'm, I'm starting to agree with you. I think yeah. this film is a direct rock-off, a rip-off of Fight Club now that you say it. Tyler Durden bangs Marla, just like Buddy Rydell possibly bangs Thingy. Linda. 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 Thingy. Um, <laughs> Thingy. It's because everyone's got names like Buddy Rydell and then whenever he names women, he's always like Linda. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's a shame because last week we brought up on the on the hot chick that it's the first sort of film we have that allows the supporting female characters to be funny. Yeah. Um, and then this week, forget that. You got January Jones and the other one. They're not there really to be funny, though, are they? It's the way they're being used to be funny. It's, <laughs> it's it. Yeah, January Jones is playing basically the same character as in. 
Love Actually. Yeah, I thought that. Yeah. Same year as Love Actually. Fucking hell. And same year as American Pie The Wedding, another January Jones hit. She was having a great 2003. It's only a few years until she becomes the nation's sweetheart. Ah, yes. X-Men First Class. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You, You mentioned The Monk, by the way, and speaking of the extended cast, how the unbelievable cameos in this because that was yeah. john c Riley. yeah john c Riley as monk Ar- arnie shankman how do you remember this <laughs> you know, litany of names? you know how many times i like, watched this like <laughs> three as many, this not was, as many as the hulk a lot not as many no more than the hulk now trust <laughs> me but I, yeah i know this movie quite well um yeah arnie shankman is uh, who was his childhood bully now turned monk played by john c Riley. and i feel like this is john c Riley's first Sort of comedy role, um, because now mm, he's quite well known for doing like the Will Ferrell comedies. It and depends Card. what you count, because like Magnolia, <laughs> well, Boogie <laughs> Nights, he's vaguely comedic, isn't he? But I mean, this is like his first out and out Full like comedy, like mm. like wacky wacky, playing a, a silly character, getting into an, a fight with somebody. Comedy, you yeah, know? true. His first sort of comedy star comedy a film yeah, that like yeah. stars adam sandler or will ferrell or john c Riley. yeah okay someone had seen him in the good girl and thought yes that is the man for this job <laughs> he's good in the good girl it's a fantastic movie um much like this movie which has changed your life by the way <laughs> <laughs> speaking of the other cameos can't forget woody harlson um, oh my god unbelievable <laughs> Unbelievable. (laughs) So, Woody Harrelson, there's issues with Woody Harrelson playing a trans sex worker. But at the same time, I do, like, his performance is fun. But, like, at the same time, I'm thinking, like, oh, I don't like this because this is wrong. It's it's only incredibly bad. uh, A, because it's very stereotypical. And B, because of the reaction that Sandler gives. Which is your classic, like, I'm gonna throw up, you're mm. disgusting. Like, yeah. and that's that's the punchline of it. Is yeah, it's the Ace Ventura, yeah, chewing gum and shower. I do like Woody Harrelson's German accent in it, though. It's His good, it's fantastic. He's a very good actor, a very serious <laughs> actor. Yeah. Again, a joy when he showed up, and then a, hor- a dawning horror when I realized what his character was supposed to be doing. And the reactions of everyone around them and the purpose they were That's using I mean. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, unlike many other jokes in the movie, had did tie up at the end in a very loose, <laughs> unreasonable vague, fashion. Vague way. When he appears at the baseball stadium and to, to was it, to clean up the idea of how would he get on the pitch that easily? It turns <laughs> out that Woody Harrelson's day job is being, when he's not a sex worker... <laughs> Also during the day, by the way, I'd like to point yep. out. <laughs> well, baseball he's, wasn't on that day. He, he's security at the baseball ground. Yeah. Or is he specifically security for a very special man at that uh, baseball Is this game? your favourite cameo in the movie? It's my favourite cameo in all movies, short of Home Alone. Yeah, same. I can't same. believe I've seen two movies this year with this guy in it. What's, What's the, the other, other one? one? Borat. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh! You mean this year, not yeah, this, not two thousand three? No, no, the Hulk this... as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we are talking, of course, about the uh, shit head melting. What? 
Well, you, you we're talking about Darth Sidious himself. Yeah. <laughs> the once darling of New York, loved man so much so that Adam Sandler will put him in a film for a cameo where he stands up and is greatly loved by everyone. Yeah, and Adam Sandler specifically screams, you're the man. <laughs> <laughs> We haven't said this man's name. Here comes the general. <laughs> I think that's the moment that led. That do you, actually, do you want to reveal who the man is? For the this man is, I mean, if you haven't seen the movie, you, you must be surprised that Mayor Rudy Giuliani <laughs> plays himself. Uh, yeah. At the, at the climax of the film. Who, he the, saves the day. He, saves he the day. allows Dave to come back onto the baseball field as he's being escorted away. Just like he saved New York during 9-11. <laughs> After 9-11. And subsequently tried to destroy the rest of the country around yeah. it. Um, he also replaces probably one of the most important film lines in any Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, yeah, you can do it. How do you think Rob Schneider feels now? <laughs> About that, like the Rob one Schneider line, thinks he can run for man. He's, he'll be working for Biden in the next <laughs> presidency. Oh god! You know he'll really turn it around. Well, this is the thing you mentioned. Like, yeah, Giuliani has the "you can do it" line. I want this film has a sort of better class of cameos than other Adam Sandler movies than any film I've ever seen. <laughs> we haven't. Or we also haven't mentioned. Uh, Harry Dean Stanton as the blind man. Yeah, that was real good. <laughs> yeah. And I do wonder if it's just because Jack Nicholson's there, so they're like, oh yeah, shit, this is a bit better than the normal Adam Sandler movie, isn't it? Well, I, I actually read a little factoid. It's the reason Harry Dean Stanton's in the movie is because Ooh. he's best friends with Jack Nicholson. Fuck yeah. And Jack Nicholson brought him in. Oh, nice. So clearly they got Jack Nicholson on board and went around being like, we've got this movie, Jack Nicholson's in it, it's going to blow the world away. And everyone's like, I'm in. And then they turned up and was like, what am I doing? Isn't it oh. weird that like Harry Dean Stanton is Jack Nicholson's like uh, version of Rob Schneider? <laughs> oh my God. Imagine a bizarro world where they're making these films. <laughs> Happy Madison Productions. Have a much better time. Harry Dean Stanton is the hot chick. Harry Dean Stanton is Juice Bigelow. <laughs> I'd love that. Jack Nicholson is Little Nicky. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, he would be amazing as the devil's son. He's played the devil. That's would, true. Yeah, he'd do a great job in Uncut Gems. It, 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 there's just so many things <laughs> they could be replaced with. Just on the Giuliani front, because we, uh, Chris, as you, as a well-versed listener of Truly Happily Madison, biggest fan, y- you'll know that. The past couple of films we've talked about have been heavily tinged with sadness of the events of 9-11. Yeah. This is another one (laughs) that is like like so 9-11 based because like, again, it's very New York-y this film. Yeah. This film Mm. really fucking loves New York. Um, which is never something I really get from... I know Sandler was on Saturday Night Live, but I never look at him and think like, yeah, Mr. New York... Um, uh no because he, he grew up in like new hampshire oh yeah. he a new hampshire guy yeah oh. but i guess it's the lazy shorthand isn't it of, yeah. yeah but it's also you know it's again post 9-11 all these films were very like ah, new york this is fucking great look at giuliani the man who saved new york the greatest <laughs> and then uh and then it's also on the airplane they keep saying this is a very difficult time for our country. Well, yeah, I guess that's why I'm kind of like, you know, you were saying earlier that the people are acting insane on mm. the plane. I'm kind of like, 
I can get it, man. <laughs> I can get it. If, like, somebody's being slightly out of order in a way, 9-11. You know, that, that play, something like that plane scene happened to the writer of this film. Yeah. That is what inspired him to write this it's movie. The whole well, thing. this film, another factoid I found out, is actually based on a real event with someone who appears in the movie in a cameo for that reason. What? But not on a plane. It's a bar fight with a... American football player turned actor whose name was... O.J. Simpson. <laughs> was it Isaac C. Singleton Jr.? What? Who plays the air marshal? <laughs> it's Conrad Good. The premise of the movie is based on a bar fight involving Conrad Good, the football player turned actor uh, who plays the bailiff and the Lexus guy in the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I did notice that he turned up twice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And... <laughs> but what makes this film better is it's based on a true story. <laughs> but they don't say that imagine turning up to a meeting room though and going we've got a movie we can't tell you the details yet it's based on a true story it's got Jack Nicholson in it Woody Harrelson <laughs> Marissa Tomei <laughs> Marissa Tomei January like Jones we're going to put this forward for the Oscars this year <laughs> oh yeah by the way forgot to mention Adam Sandler is also in it <laughs> they just throw it out the window yeah but so is John McEnroe I know oh, yeah. I love that <laughs> Yeah. John McEnroe's cameo in this is so much better than his cameo in Mr. Deeds. Yeah, well, yeah. I <laughs> you... want a little angry timeout bed. <laughs> yeah, you can't have an angry man moment without John McEnroe. I don't. He's a man I never knew existed until he started appearing in tons of films <laughs> as just angry man. And then I had to like look into it. I was like, clearly there's something here, and he just was an angry tennis player. I love it. Like he was angry for like. Four seasons in the 1980s, or late 70s, early 80s. And he just fucking dines out on that forever now. Forever. He's in Curb Your Enthusiasm. He's in every <laughs> he, other movie. He narrates uh, Mindy Kaling's show on Netflix. Yeah. He was first choice for The Hulk. <laughs> Would have been good. He's an angry man. Well, maybe in that alternate universe where Jack Nicholson is the Adam Sandler of our world. Oh, God. But I love John McEnroe. What a lad. Uh, so just get moving off like just the cast list of the song which is yeah it's pretty fucking insane oh and we actually we just got one more heather graham oh shit oh, yeah. yeah oh yeah for for probably for me i this, it was this point in the movie where i was like oh i'm very much losing interest and realizing i lose interest when jack nicholson isn't on screen <laughs> um, it's like a shiny toy for a cat <laughs> as yeah. soon as it's out of your vision you're like oh, i don't care yeah, it's just, I don't know, he, he like, when, because it's, it's also, the weird thing with this film is, casting Adam Sandler in a movie called Anger Management makes sense, because he is famous for playing, like, funny, angry guy. Yeah. But for most of the film, he isn't. No. Most of the film, he's very, so, He's doing his oh. dead eyes, his dead, sad eyes, and mumbles. <laughs> so, yeah, he's he's essentially the straight man in this movie. Yeah. Which is not what you really want out of Adam Sandler. No. Actually, when you were saying, Josh, that this film reminded you of Fight Club, this film reminded me of another movie. Yeah. This film reminded me of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Ooh. Which, because it is a buddy comedy. That's why he's called Buddy Rydell. Yeah. And I just wish it was a road trip comedy. I kind of just want these two guys stuck in a car having a go at each other. Do they? Because when they do get into the car, great stuff happens. Yeah, true. Great, great chemistry. True. They do a lot um, of song. 
they do a little song. I'm very happy to see some West Side Story in this motion picture. Yeah. I think... No, no, I would have... Because I... Back in secondary school, I was in West Side Story. Is it? Yeah. I was about to say, I think this introduced me to West Side Story, but no, that was in my uh, year seven production of West Side Story. Sad. I played Italian mob member. I was one of the... Not Italian. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, yeah, I, was Italian. I was one of the Jets. Nice. Jets. I had to click my fingers and dance around. That's cool. That was a, another, I'd say, uncomfortable scene for me. <laughs> as it's... <laughs> pull over in the middle of is it brooklyn bridge they're on yeah yeah and some show off we're in new york bridge and <laughs> just stop right on the bridge and where buddy decides to make him sing which number is it you'll know this jack since you were uh, i feel pretty of, i feel it's, i feel pretty yeah. they sing i feel pretty to completion which does <laughs> lovely lovely tie-in right back at the end it's almost like they yeah. got to the end of the movie and was like, we yeah, set up a lot of stuff here. Yeah, because it suddenly feels like everybody who wasn't in that scene knows exactly what happened. <laughs> but I think we're, yeah, well, I think we're supposed to think that all of those people have been through similar experiences. Even Linda? Um... No, Linda read his book. Oh, that's true, she read the book. <laughs> or maybe when she was banging Buddy for a freebie. <laughs> Which she definitely did, right? Oh, yeah. 100%. If that man asked you to get into bed, you wouldn't say no. No. But it's, the whole premise of the film is she set this up so that he would finally... Because she's clearly seen him and, and identified him as a weak man. And, <laughs> and then gone, I'm going to set up this elaborate thing with a stranger whose book I read. And then it, he goes through the whole thing. At the end, she tells him this. There's not a moment of being pissed off about what he's had to go through. He's just like, no. oh, okay, yeah. I guess that's okay then. And then, again, he's, he's just back to being... Because he's happy with this new man he is. Oh. It's true. His eyes have been opened. He's a happy Madison. He's ascended... Oh, fuck. <laughs> he's a happy Madison. He's a happy man. Happy Madison would be a better <laughs> name for this movie. <laughs> That'd be very good. Can we go back to the Heather Graham scene, by the way? Ooh, what yeah. did you think of this? The... the um, the girl he goes home with who strips down to her underwear and then because he worked, which I thought was quite nice that there was no ambiguity of that, you know, very old school, like, oh, I'm going to, oh, I'm tempted by the woman. Yeah. Because I'm a yeah. horny guy. He was just like strapped, like, absolutely not. I, I'm in a relationship. I'm very happy. But, but also then... because he is a very nervous man who is sort of terrified of how people will act. Like um, yeah. you know, he can't he can't step out of line because he's Dave Busnick. He's a good guy. So, with his arc, then after this movie, do you think he went back and cheated on Linda? No, because we Linda. later find out he's that a new man. Was, that Heather Graham was a setup. Well, by, she was, but yeah. she was like probably there at the end. They went home together because he's oh, like, true. I'm the new version of me. Yeah, I fuck around. I'm no longer now. nervous. <laughs> but the fuck whole anything that moves. <laughs> He becomes Dennis Hopper. <laughs> Fuck, can you imagine Dennis Hopper as Jack Nicholson in this? I thought you were going to say another world where Dennis Hopper is the Adam Sandler of universe. Can you imagine Dennis Hopper as Dave Busnick and Jack Nicholson as Buddy Ryder? I can't, it'd be too sexual. It'd be illegal. I, like, oddly enough, I can picture the same poster but with Dennis Hopper's head instead of, of Sandler's. It'd be incredible. Fuck. Let's it, face replace just, this entire just film. Just populate this whole movie with like David Lynch, like <laughs> as stock characters. I, I, like, you've already got Harry Dean Stanton yeah. in there. Like you know, we'll just throw in. Actually, yeah, like you get Dennis Hopper as 
Buddy Rydell, you get Carl McClacken as, as Dave Busnick. Well, no, this is the same film. This is the same film. This is Blue Velvet. <laughs> this is Blue Velvet. Carl McClacken is Adam Sandler. Holy shit. It's all of these films. Fuck. Maybe this film is far more layered than we thought. I mean, it's not. Just it's... like the hot chick. <laughs> just, just like so the broad. hot chick. <laughs> it's so broad it could be all of these incredible films about you know masculinity and sexuality oh. and blah, 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 blah. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what deep fakes do to classic movies in mm. about 10 years time as people do go back and they're like I'm just going to replace Adam Sandler in all his movies with Dennis Hopper and just <laughs> well, see... well for people who have been on our Twitter feed this week you'll be able to see a nice deep fake of Josh taking over the role of Little Nicky. It's nightmarish. As well as, well, you can't see it on our Twitter feed, but I sent Josh a deep fake of me taking over Taylor Swift's role in Cats. It was too sexual. I had to, I couldn't look at it. It's too much, too hot for Maine. True. I'll send it to you later, Chris. Yeah, if you could. Well, put it on the Twitter, you know, I'm an avid listener. It's too hot for Maine. (laughs) Too hot for Twitter. We'll have to put it on our... Patreon. Patreon subscription. True Hat Mad Nights. <laughs> Pop it on oh. your OnlyFans, I'll be there. <laughs> oh, God. Um, back on the Heather Graham scene, really hated uh, the subplot with her. The fat thing. But the body dysmorphia. Yeah, yeah, very sad. Yeah, it was just a sad scene. <laughs> really, really, really sad. sad scene where she stuffs a cake in her face. Just, I didn't like it. No, I didn't like it. I was like an it. unhappy man watching that. It was movie. a very no. uncomfortable movie all around. I think. There was just a lot of like it did. To be fair, if the point of of any art is to make people feel something, <laughs> this film did make me feel angry, uncomfortable, a little bit outraged sometimes. You know, the plane scene when everyone's losing it, I really felt uncomfortable as you would because I was like, this is just insane. Yeah, that people mm. are acting like this. I actually this. do <laughs> think the plane scene is well written. Like, yeah. It's based it's... on a true story, so. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, yeah. It's, it's like sad. United 93. It's just taken from the phone recordings. <laughs> the plane scene is just a really solid sketch, you know? It's like a guy who isn't getting aggravated and people just telling him to constantly calm down. Yeah. Uh, I also like that Jack Nicholson is watching the awful testicular cancer comedy <laughs> Tomcats and laughing his head off. Yeah, I did about... wonder what that film was. A little factoid is that film was the first film made by, I think it was this part, like one of the finance companies. Like one oh, of like Revolution co- Studios. Yeah. yeah, involved. It was like their first film. It's a horrible movie. Is it? But I do like the moment when Jack Nicholson just goes, you're missing important plot points <laughs> and gestures to the screen. It's just four guys sitting in a steam room. That was a laugh for me. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I wonder if like like Nicholson was like actually did watch that movie and was that these were just genuine reactions, <laughs> or he was just re- like going off the script and then just stopped and was talking to the director at that point. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> there is a moment where I'm pretty sure Nicholson does improvise, and I'm it's quite. I I I feel like it's not in the script. I feel like this is pure Nicholson, and it's when Dave is fighting uh, Arnie Shankman and. Um, Nicholson just jumps in and goes, uh, your sister's back. Uh, Casper's in my clothes. Casper's in my clothes. Because oh, yeah. she was scared of ghosts is something that they put into. They, no, that Dave had told her that ghosts were in her clothes and she got naked. It That moment when Nicholson is doing Casper's in my clothes just felt 
like Nicholson really just thinking like off the top of his head like oh what can I say in this moment yeah also the bit where he falls over later <laughs> I don't know if that was real <laughs> or in the script. followed up with another classic fake gun moment yeah oh I lo- that was that was uh... I loved it <laughs> I laughed so much at that when he just pulls out the gun yes because <laughs> it reminded as a long time it's always sunny in philadelphia fan it just had such like frank reynolds vibes yeah. of just him pulling out the gun it was incredible i was just trying to figure out why he did it for banter yeah. <laughs> then he just sprays them and it's a war part of me really wants it to be more along that frank reynolds vibe where it is just he's just a crazy man who has a gun sometimes he's just a crazy man <laughs> But that's, yeah, that's it. If it would be nice in that sort of sense of like the actual instead of the, the sort of happy ending twist of this, the it would be better if the twist was that he was an insane man. <laughs> that would be very good. <laughs> who was sort of like like if they did this as sort of like a nineties thriller. There is a really as a Fincher that would film. Be, there's a very very dark Fincher esque version of this movie. Like for instance, the callback Fight Club. The one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, go on, list them off. I know you got them. <laughs> it's more influential than Fight Club. <laughs> um, but there's a, it ties back the gun at the end because obviously he's got got another fake yes. gun, which is the water gun. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought, what? Like in that moment, I was just like, what a commitment! If they just like everyone's like, oh no, and then bang, he does just shoot him in the head, full back, bird's eye view, pan out camera, like an, ah horseshit, you know, it just and then just plays out the music. <laughs> well. I'm going to beep that. <laughs> I'm going to beep that. That's I don't want to give spoiler. that away to anywhere it's else. Netflix. I'm going to beep it's all of this. Pop- no one will ever know what film we're talking about, but it's another Adam Sandler <laughs> film. Well, hey, look, if we're just saying it's on Netflix, that's about 30 Adam yeah, Sandler. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> True. Adam Sandler is Netflix now. <laughs> Thank God. I wanted to talk a little bit about Adam Sandler's amazing apartment. Oh, fuck, yeah. Yeah. Like, just like... On his assistant salary. What is it? Right. What is his job? He's an assistant whose boss is taking credit for like work that. And it's he's a dog done. clothes company or something like that. Pet, Pet clothing clothes company. company. And he mm. came up with the idea for the husky cat line. Because he's got a fat cat. He's got a fat cat. Do not like the fact. Another factoid I discovered, by the way. That isn't actually a real fat cat. What? It's a hairy cat. It's a cat in a cat fat suit. Fucking the cat in it's the fat. It's a cat in the fat suit. They had to put <laughs> this, fans on set cat, to keep it cool. Oh. The cat is named after um, uh, Adam Sandler's deceased dog, Meatball. That's such a little fact for you as <laughs> That's well. That's true respect. It's true respect. <laughs> Did not like that his name was Mr. Head. But not He Dick. kept getting referred to as Head. Oh, I can't believe my head's making you do. And I was like, I don't like it's that. It's too on the nose. Why did they... What? Was boss too obvious? <laughs> my boss, Mr. Boss. Lord in charge isn't going to be happy about this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they should have just called him Richard Head. They like, should just yeah. have. Because there's the joke when when Jack Nogerson goes, I hope your first name isn't Dick. And... Uh, like, I guess that's a joke. <laughs> it's sort of a joke. Um, I don't know who it's It would for. have been a better joke. He's like, no, it's Richard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's true. That would be like, very good. His boss, of course, played by the great Kurt Fuller. Yep, a guy I definitely recognised. He's in loads of stuff. Yeah. Did you find any of the film around the office, any time he was in the office, anything was going on in the office, just felt so disconnected to the film like so much so i just yeah. forgot it was going on like his friend got a promotion over him or something maybe 
Well, not his friend. His, his, it's Linda's friend. His big dick enemy. It's BDE. Mm. <laughs> 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 Why do they work together? Do they? They don't. They don't work together. He just knows Head. Right. Um, and they go golfing together, and then Head gives him a job. Yeah. Um, Creative director. But well, this is it. Like, it's. This is another problem with this movie. Is it's the same problem with Linda in that we don't see enough of her. So we, again, that all feels disconnected from the rest of the movie. Yeah, like, very. When she shows up and meets Buddy for the first time. That happens about like what forty minutes in. This feels like it should have happened so much sooner. Yeah, because he's not really for saying how close they are. She's not really in his life at all. Buddy's no. there for a long time. They don't live together. Yeah, they don't live together. They don't even shouldn't stay around, or he doesn't go to hers for no. sure. It's a very odd relationship. Isn't it weird that Dave doesn't own a couch? Yeah. <laughs> when when Buddy is like, uh, when, when Buddy's like, I'm going to stay. He's like, Oh, well, I've only got one bed and no couch. He's like, Why don't you have a In couch? Your giant loft apartment. It's a very big apartment. <laughs> what does he do? We know. We just explained this. Huh? We just explained what he does. No. What does he do with his time when he's oh. at home? If he doesn't have a he sofa, had a chair. He has a he chair. He had a chair. Yeah. <laughs> No wonder Linda never comes around. It was really strange. Yeah. Like when he, like, when, yeah, yeah Linda doesn't come because it's not for the sit. sit. <laughs> why is she committed to this man so much? <laughs> yeah, that is true. Like, why it does is, she want yeah. to change him? Despite... Like, they gave us some actual interesting backstory instead of, like, just seeing him in the 80s. Uh, mm, just for a chance yeah. to, like, have a young kid wear a Chips t shirt. <laughs> Yeah, um, and then to expose it, himself to a load of adults who then take yeah. the piss out of a prepubescent boy's penis. Absolutely, as they should agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, giving him a complex for life. We all had it happen. We to have. Us. That's true. Um, do you remember the? Do you remember the moment when he's on the toilet and he's afraid that someone's come in and it's Buddy? Yeah. But then he opens the door a little bit and it's his cat. Me. Yes. I hated that. I really hated that. What is that the cat movie? doing at his office? I don't. The cat oh, lives in his office. office because later on, like the the uh, head, like, <laughs> Lord Business. <laughs> I'm only gonna call him Head. Um, he's like, oh, your fat cat is sitting on my sofa. <laughs> like, how did the cat get there? Yeah, and then he's like, my fat cat's eating your crab cakes now, and that's it. It's good Which stuff, is always man. That thing that makes me wonder: what is a crab cake? <laughs> Uh, why has anyone got this guy's back he's just he's a terrible employee who just brings his cat in to live he's got no sofa yeah it's just that shorthand isn't it (laughs) I do rank men on who has sofa he's got no passion he won't kiss her in front of people at an airport he's very jumpable she should have went with Buddy (laughs) she should have gone with Buddy he's virile he, he uses the word lentleman when referring to uh, uh, Woody Harrelson's character, Lentleman. Yeah, Lady Gentleman. Oh, fuck, yeah. Oh, Christ, yeah, oh, he did. Yeah, he says Lentleman. Oh, oh dear. God. Um, so it wasn't even long ago uh, enough. <laughs> it is one of those weird homophobic movies that I think doesn't think it's homophobic no. because it's featuring, like, well, we got lesbians in this movie. And, and is Louise Guzman coded as gay? Oh, yes. I mean I mean that's I guess every comedy of two thousand three probably. Like True. like American Pie the Wedding also has a character who is flamboyantly gay and it's probably like we're not we're not homophobic. Look, we got a gay Look, guy. Look, we got this guy. 
I for- yeah, true. I forget that I lived back then. <laughs> Just sometimes I forget how different well, it was. Good, you know, like that you can yeah. forget it. What a different time. Um, did you did you notice at the end of the movie when he wins Linda back on the baseball f- field, Giuliani's there probably jerking off in the Kiss her, David! <laughs> yeah, it was... Kiss her... That has stuck in my head since 2003. <laughs> Every now and then I will just go, Kiss her, yeah, David! Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. I was... <laughs> I was at my friend David's wedding and I was like, kiss her, David! In the middle of the ceremony. I didn't like it. I was the best man. Awful. Uh, This is only the second best um, adapted baseball chant, though, obviously. Behind Run Home Jack, Run Home Jack. From Hook. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Great movie. Yay! Strong disagree there. It's a great movie. How do you feel about Tron? Great movie also. <laughs> yeah. The, the original yeah. or the, the sequel? Both are great. Yeah. yeah. There you Both. go. Doesn't need, don't even need to ask that question, do you? Both. <laughs> <laughs> just general Tron. I like that I've moved... I've moved it from you just saying Hook was bad to now it's a bo- it's a polar opposite if you either like Hook or you like Tron. And I'm pretty sure you like Hook more than I like Tron. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> should just call it the anti-Tron now. Don't even refer anti-tron. to it as Hook. Hook uh, and Tron. Great movie, though. Strongly disagree. Long-time listener. Not a fan of that comment. <laughs> yeah, because you watched it as a kid. Um, but yeah, at the end of the movie, when when obviously they've just done the cheering and everything, and they, he looks to the bleachers and down a long, bright lit hallway, almost like Buddy's died. And yeah, he's just stood in this light. But <laughs> like, just a tip of the it hat. could have easily not been Jack Nicholson. Like he just wasn't there that day, or he'd like finished for the day, and they were like, "Jack, we've still got like that final goodbye to do." And he just tips his hat and he's like, "That'll do you," and just walks mm. out. I kind of love that shot. To be yeah, honest. had a real feel the dreams vibe. It's <laughs> very weird. I also, um, in the baseball scene, the sound logistics where he. Oh is my god! Without a microphone, shouting up to Linda, who is quite deep into like the bleachers of this I baseball know. stadium, as well. Everyone else must be fucking dead quiet while this is going on, and then she shouts back like. Yeah, to kiss me in front of all these people he's gonna be like what yeah <laughs> what, what did you say i have <laughs> a yeah no that totally fucked me up but um i have a horrible uh what do you call it those things memory no the feeling oh no you tell someone Guilt. something confession <laughs> <laughs> is that i love this movie more than fight club I this is the first one for a happy Madison film. I cried in this movie. You didn't cry at Eight Crazy Nights? No, I cried in this movie. Where? Kiss her, David! It wasn't that bit, but it wasn't far off. It was it was the sign. It was the sign. If you have anger problems, call Buddy right now. No, the bit the bit before that. I think it was just a tension. It was, you know, a tension cry, you know, when you're really tense and then. I thought all you said it was a goes. tension, a tension cry. <laughs> I wanted people to pay attention <laughs> to me, people... so I started crying. No, it was a. Yeah, it was I a stress cry. in this movie. <laughs> Attention, please. It was definitely a stress cry of being really, like, stressed. And then the, then the relief and the release that it was all a setup. I didn't think about whether it made sense at all. 
But you yeah, all, cries, cried, you man. All caught up in the. I kiss love how David connected to this film you are. This <laughs> yeah, I hate it. <laughs> and yet, it's your favorite. It is my favorite one so far. Did anyone notice how strange that parking garage they were in was? Uh, yeah, very weird. With the weird, like, open air lift. Oh yeah. <laughs> but that is where all the money spent, isn't it? Is when they drop the CGI car. Oh, that <laughs> awful CGI <laughs> the car. The worst CGI I've ever seen. Oh, Along with the CGI of Jack Nicholson's electro hair. I, yeah, I don't know if that was. It was because that, I, I, it was definitely was because I looked definitely into it and that that was like a follicle stimulator was a thing once. So wow. I, and it was meant to be like a reference to it. It's just, it for me, that is the most outrageous joke of the film because it just had so no reason to exist. <laughs> but I remember it being on all the marketing material. Like, all the stills from this movie were like just him with electric hair. Uh, <laughs> the only bit I remembered from the trailer was the bit where they're singing I Feel Pretty and then Jack Nicholson does an insane face and goes, Dra la 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 la. That great. bit is the bit that I remember. <laughs> I think if I remember the trailers for it, I do think I remember it trying to sell the film on the idea of going, look, we actually got Jack Nicholson to do this. You've got yeah. to see this movie. It is wild. It still blows my mind that Jack Nicholson is in this. I, want, I just want to know what was going through his mind. Like, Do you think he still hangs out with Sandler? No. No. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think he saw him on the press tour. Oh, you never know, though. Do you think he watched this movie? Uh, yeah, he seems like a committed man. Like he, he'd turn up to the premiere. He'd, yeah, he'd, he'd do the job. The they say in the Blu-ray bonus feature, "My Buddy Jack," he knew everybody's lines, not just his own. He's going back for it. He could do everybody in the script. That's because he's a professional. Can you imagine this film with Jack Nicholson playing everybody? <laughs> yeah, I wish it was Jack That'd Nicholson as January Jones. <laughs> I just, right, I'm just, sorry, I'm just looking through all the rest of the trivia on the page, seeing if there's anything. They get fucking insane, like, stupidly banal. In 2019, Comedy Central UK and Ireland showed the John McEnroe cameo version. This makes sense, as his most famous Twitter anger management meltdown happened during the annual Wimbledon his tennis most tournament famous, in most London. famous tennis anger management yeah. meltdown, not Twitter. No, tennis, yes. yes. Did I say Twitter? You said Twitter. His most oh, famous Twitter God. anger management breakdown. Good God. His most famous tennis anger management meltdown happened during the annual Wimbledon tennis tournament in London in the UK, giving it an extra level of comedy. That's not trivia. That's insanity. Also, it's like, I'm pretty sure this has been shown on UK TV before Comedy Central showed it in 2019. Yeah, probably. Andrew and Linda more than likely saw Ron Gidroy win his 20th game during the 1985 baseball season. When like, What? Well, just you do realise that like IMDb trivia is populated by anybody. No. Because <laughs> it's I, done by I the don't know, I don't know if you've ever been on the page for the Clint Eastwood movie Jersey Boys. Uh, have, you, have you ventured into that territory? Jersey Boys? Yeah. No. If you go onto the IMDb trivia... For Jersey, Jersey Boys. Boys. I'm just. I'm, I want to get. I want to get. At what up. point in your life have you decided to do this? Well, <laughs> have you just seen Clint Eastwood's Jersey Boys and thought, I'm going to see what the trivia is about this? <laughs> I think you want to know that the my favorite bit of trivia, that 29 out of 52 people found interesting, mm. is that Jack Gregson auditioned for the role of Nick DeVito in the movie <laughs> Jersey Boys. Yeah, but that's true. 
I remember the day Jersey Boys came out, IMDb used to put like random trivia on the homepage, and that was on the homepage <laughs> of IMDb. <Amazing. laughs> That's very good. Jack Grayson auditioned for the role of Nick DeVito. Yeah. Did you get it? Hmm. Yeah. I'm nice. Nick DeVito, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you're still method. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think your life goal should to have should be to have that trivia for as many INDV articles as possible. Just that you audition <laughs> for all of the roles <laughs> for all of the films. Listeners, if you visit the Wikipedia page for Tamara Drew, uh, take a look at the premiere section of Tamara Drew. Take a look at uh, who no. attended the premiere. You're drawing too much attention to it. It will be gone now. Cut this out, Josh. <laughs> no, Leap this the has movie. to stay Leap in. the movie. So you've got an, a Wikipedia credit for attending the premiere. Uh, I have a Wikipedia credit amongst Lily Allen and Stephen Fry. <laughs> Below Lily Allen, above Stephen Fry. Yeah, as it should be. My God, you are the Rob Schneider of British Leicester Square <laughs> premieres. <laughs> Life was dull when I was 19. I had to update something. You had to go to the Tamara Drew premiere <laughs> to get kicks. Good night. I like Tamara Drew. I like Tamara Drew more than I like this movie. Oh. How are you rating this film? Because I feel like we've talked about most of the film that there is to talk about. I, I mean, I, look, I don't... like. There are, there are a few laughs in this movie, and I think a lot of it is carried on the fact that Nicholson is a, is a likeable co-star. Yeah. And... It's not, it's not a bad movie. It's just sort of, it's a bit messy. Dave Busnick isn't really a character I have that much interest in. The thing I, I, I really take away from this is, because this is, the, I mentioned this a bit last week, this is the beginning of mammoth budget Adam Sandler mm. movies. Because despite the fact that one of my notes is that this film pops on Blu-ray, <laughs> looks great yeah (laughs) similar to like when we reviewed mr deeds we were both like oh it's a film that looks like a film it looks real this one looks like a film as well it's nice it's 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 shot on film it's it's, there there is some joy in that but where is this 85 million dollars going like in the cgi it's in the baseball scene it's in giuliani Tax fraud. It's in <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> all goes to tax fraud. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is it, isn't it? It really yeah. is. It's, it's, I was hoping we'd uncover something better than that, but no. It's Maybe just... one of the stars. It was a real starlit cast. I guess. I guess, like, yeah, Nicholson probably demands a hefty fee. Yeah. This is also, yeah, post post as good as it gets, Nicholson. Do you reckon they post were able to talk man. down his fee if he didn't take a hefty fee on this one for every other movie? Like, Scorsese will turn up and he's like, I want you to do a movie with me. And he's like, oh, well, I need this amount. He's like, no, you don't. <laughs> I want, maybe he had to split his fee with Harry Dean Harry Stanton. Dean Stanton. <laughs> maybe he gave it all to Harry Dean Stanton. He was like, don't pay me, just put Harry Dean in this film. <laughs> and pay him what you would have paid me. Yeah. But I say like um, I say like oh it's weird that it has a huge budget. This uh, was like Sony's big hit for the year. Oh really? Yeah, because this was the year after Spider Man, mm. and I think they put a lot into Charlie's Angels Full Throttle making making bank. The best film. I do like Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. I'll be teaching you and your friends about peeing. <laughs> My favorite Irish accent ever committed to film. From Mr. Justin. I never forget that arse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Justin Theroux so much. 
pretty sure I just woke up my housemates for that laugh. It there is a bit hefty. in that movie where he just walks through fire. Yeah, it's great. And then it's he goes, good. I'll be teaching you and your friends about peon. It's good. It's a good one. And Demi Moore plays a flying squirrel. Um, Christ. But yeah, so they put a lot on that and then that underperformed. And I'm pretty sure there's another Sony movie that underperformed. And Anger Management was sort of their big hit. And I guess like that inspired them to keep on giving. So like I've mentioned this last week, you don't mess with the Zohan. Cost ninety million dollars. Yep, excited for them. Made it back though. Yeah, just say that sadly. He's he is a hit maker. Like he just can't seem to well, he, fail. He, he is like he's not the sort of hit maker on the sort of terms that they are now. Like if your movie doesn't make five hundred million worldwide, you're a fucking joke. Mm. Um, but that is the but, other thing. Inflation is is yeah. a. This is why he makes Netflix movies now. Yeah, but it's guaranteed yes. cashback. Like his films, is guaranteed cashback, which is a big thing to say in any film. To be able to like get the finance, make a movie, and get that money back, and then make profit. The only two mm. big flops are um, "That's My Boy" and uh, "Little Nicky." "That's My Boy" was a flop. I yeah. really liked that movie. I like "That's My Boy." <laughs> that was actually a really good movie. And also, I guess, Funny People is a flop, but Funny People is its own beast, mm. Mm. <laughs> which we'll get to. Mm. Yeah, I, I I, don't dislike Anger Management, but I can't say that I like it that much either. Mm. How about you guys? I'm not going to say I love it. Um, it's got, you know what, the outrageousness of it, I definitely love. Because it's it's everything <laughs> about it is, it's all the... It's every number you'll put in a calculation that equals an Adam Sandler, you know, a standard Adam Sandler movie, like down to the plot, down to the characters, and then you just throw all this random shit at it, and it just comes out fine. Um, and I think I, I really enjoyed it for that. It wasn't, like, I didn't find it hard to watch, no. but I also wasn't sat there having my mind blown like some of us whose lives have been changed by it. Shut up. I'm not having this. I don't want to go down. I don't want to go down at the end of this podcast. It's like, I'm a newly awakened MRA. That's not what this is. Uh, hello, mother. I've become an incel. Uh, <laughs> I'm calling a David Spade a David Spade. I'm saying that's what the film thinks it is. That's what it is. Uh, so how do you feel about it? We all know. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. It awakened everything. <laughs> it turned me into the man I am now. No, I think it's a secret 3.5. It's a secret 7 out of 10. I guess what a this three. is. A 3. Yeah. Fair enough. There are, like, moments in it that I, like, look back on fondly. Like, I really like the little moment where Sandler's making eggs and uh, they got the um, <laughs> When You're Smiling's playing and just how it's broken by. Nicholson throwing the plate and just yelling, <laughs> I sat over easy! It's, it's great! Yeah, that's fun. Like, little moments like that. And they, those moments look nice and they're, like, shot well. And, and like, the playing sequence, I said, I quite enjoy. Oh, good timing. Um, but then there's stuff like the Fat Cat or Woody Harlson's character and Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> you know what? Again, it's one of those, like, all those bits, like the eggs over easy, etc. Those are things that you would expect to see in any normal comedy. They're like funny moments that could be in a comedy. All the bits that are terrible are things that are very specific to Adam Sandler films. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. It's it's no, actually, no, you know, like John Turturro is a regular in Adam Sandler movies, and uh, he's very good in this. He is very mm. good. You know, I'm, he... Yeah, I was really thankful that he had more, kind of more to do than he had in Mr. Deeds. 
He's fun in Mr. Deeds, though. He's fun, but in this, he's he can be a lot more like outlandish. Yeah, he's more yeah. John Turturro, isn't he? Like, he's yeah. good when he's doing a New Yorker. And... Yeah, and I think he's. Uh, I think he's probably improvising a lot of it and sort of just uh, coming up with weird shit to say. Yeah, I like the bit where um, he goes, <laughs> just says, uh, "I think that guy just said something anti-Semitic." <laughs> <laughs> and Dave just goes, "Are you Jewish?" I could be. Yes! <laughs> I got two laughs from me. I have, like, that's the first time in one of these films I've had a double laugh, like, that quick. It was incredible. Um, just one final uh, note before we, we get off, like, the movie in general is uh, Kevin Nealon is the other sort of regular Adam Sandlerite in this movie. And I think they're trying to do, like, a weird callback to Big Daddy, but without the guys who played the gay lawyers. Uh... Or is it just a running theme in Adam Sandler that lawyers are gay what is it a running female i'm the movies that lawyers are gay is the lawyer gay in this yes what when what I mean, he <laughs> mentions that he's got a gay lawyer because he said when he says he's not homophobic my lawyer's gay oh, for god's um, sake and, um, <laughs> i completely missed that and there's the scenes where like like kevin nealon is on the phone to him and he's like looking at a picture of a man and then kisses the man and then the scene where he's on the phone to Anderson again and is getting a back rub from his, what I assume is his boyfriend. I somehow missed every one of those <laughs> yeah. scenes. This is why you guys needed to watch this movie on Blu-ray to get the high-def details. <laughs> right. yeah. I think you're right. Your comment earlier is right. I think they do probably write these with like the best of their intentions, but mm. they just don't get it anywhere near right. Like they probably think like we're being, we should be very progressive yeah. and inclusive, but they just can't. Well, we've mentioned it. this before, but Adam Sandler, well, Big Daddy was nominated for a Glad Award. I was going to say maybe they were just trying to recapture that Glad Award magic <laughs> by casting another gay lawyer. You know what's better than one Glad Award? Get <laughs> <laughs> two. A billion. A film just like Fight Club that <laughs> change boys' lives. <laughs> 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 Drop the dick. Just head. Just head. <laughs> Otherwise, we won't get that glad. Um, <laughs> it's a classy movie. I, I I will rebuttal your your about the um, the eggs throwing thing though. Mm. I didn't find that a funny moment because oh. he because it's Jack Nicholson being angry on screen and he's just so naturally good that it was a little convincing it was just another moment where i was like oh this is uncomfortable it's (laughs) breathtaking it's breathtaking i cried then (laughs) just like oh god i love jack nicholson i hope he never dies (laughs) genuinely one of my notes (laughs) i hope he never dies yeah i hope he does one last film because it's a sad thing that he went out on uh oh god what is that awful james l brooks movie he's in how do you know? Oh, I don't even know what that is. No. Wasn't he really attached or like strongly attached to the Tony Erdman remake? Yeah, it was going to be him and Kristen Wiig, and then I guess they couldn't get him out of retirement, and they were kind of wow. like, oh. yeah. It's sort of like it's it's you know it's the same with it's sad that Sean Connery's last film is League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. It's Shit, sad that it is. Gene Hackman's last movie will be Welcome to Mooseport. <laughs> is he dead? No, but he's not going to do another movie. He, the last thing I saw him in was Diners, Drives, in, Drive-Ins and Dives. Where he's just having breakfast somewhere. That's pretty good, though. Yeah, that's that's how I want to go out. <laughs> That'll be his last film. <laughs> <laughs> um, With Guy Fieri. As it should yeah. be. We always ask um, 
will, will, would you watch this movie again? Depends on the context. Mm. <laughs> if it's just on on if it's, on, on if it's telly, another podcast, yeah. If, I, <laughs> if I've got another, po- if you guys go full circle and inevitably <laughs> oh, run out God. of your Happy Madison movies within a year, um, <laughs> then yeah, I'll have to watch it no, again. Because we're going to move on to the Ernest movies. We're not next. fucking watching the Ernest films. <laughs> Chris, do you want to come back and talk about Ernest Scared Stupid? I'll, no. I'll come back and walk, talk about anger manis- management on an Ernest Scared oh, Stupid oh. episode. That'd be good. I'll be there for season two. <sighs> we're not truly um, happily Ernest. We're not fucking doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you got to do what the listeners are after, and me, as an avid listener. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I would watch it again if it was on TV, in passing. You know, mm. I'd probably be like, yeah, I, I know what I'm in for here. I've got nothing to do. I'm going to eat this entire box of quality streets and mm. remember the past and what comedy was like once. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> I, I would probably watch this movie again, but give it like a good five years or so. Uh, it's got to be to the point where I can't really remember if I liked it or mm. not. I can see myself watching this film on a hangover in about two years' time. <laughs> that's all you get from specific. me specific it is very specific but you know it feels like that sort of film where you've been out well you haven't been out fuck who knows in two years time what it's going to be like <laughs> you've been in you've been on the zoom drinks for too long you've drank too many guinnesses the next day you wake up you're a bit worse away you go outside you buy some cookies in a bag you come back you go on the sky store and you download Anger Management, or you just watch it because you bought it on Amazon Prime like I did. Did you? Because it was 50p more expensive. Oh, well, you should have bought the Blu-ray like I <laughs> How much was the Blu-ray? Six quid. Worth it. How much? Six quid. Six quid? Yeah. That's two pounds more than I paid, man. Yeah, but I got a physical coffee. One day that can disappear from your... Um... <laughs> your library and you'll be like where is it gone where's anger management and I'll be sitting pretty like ah that's us yeah uh, yeah so I think we're kind of all in the sort of same realm like we would watch it again but yeah. just not not in a rush no yeah, which I think no. is fair for this movie I'm Every... not going to show it to anyone no I never recommend it no it's no eight crazy nights <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, every five years is good. Just to you know, just sort of as a, as a sense check to just see how far we've come. Oh, we've, every time we see it, it's like we've come a long way from here. <laughs> or just to top up your masculinity. Yeah. <laughs> every five years. Have a good just cry. Like, yeah. <laughs> Have a good cry and focus on becoming more alpha. <laughs> he was the oh, last oh. real man. What's his secret? <laughs> the movie Anger Management of the year twenty fifty eight. Uh, before God. I uh, before I get onto the awards, of course, oh, this Christ. is not this movie is not the end of the anger management journey. What? Because of, because of course there was the spin-off TV series, Anger Management, starring Charlie Sheen. That's not connected, was is that it? A yeah. direct spin-off. Well, it, it David Dorfman, who wrote the movie, is credited on every episode, saying uh, you know based on the movie created by what. <laughs> I had no idea. Oh, that's neat. To there watch. is no relation to the film in any way. <laughs> Classic. Charlie Sheen does not play Buddy Rydell. He plays a character called Charlie. 
<laughs> because he can't. Because <laughs> similar to Two and a Half Men, he can't play anything but himself. He can't answer to anyone. Um, that is a show that ran for two seasons. The first season is ten episodes. The second season is ninety episodes. What? Oh, what? <laughs> because. Is that syndication? Yeah, they made a syndication <laughs> deal that they promised Charlie Sheen the the show would go into syndication when it gets to a hundred episodes. So they had to make a hundred episodes of it, but they didn't want to do it for more than two seasons. <laughs> so Good God! One season of ten episodes. <laughs> second season, <laughs> ninety episodes. That is, is the scandalous. Second, are, are they all quibbies? <laughs> five minutes no, they're all hour long they just <laughs> spent a solid year inside they basically yeah they film five minutes of original material and then slot um they sandwich it in between 45 minutes and 45 minutes of law and order 90 episodes of that, that's got to be that's a record right that's just not that's never happened before and will never happen since until touch charlie sheen signs a syndication deal good god but syndication isn't like it's the funny thing is because that show is about 2011 so just at the end of when syndication really mattered because now with netflix and stuff syndication's not the big deal it once was nobody's sitting around watching old episodes of anger management in syndication (laughs) i still don't really understand what syndication is and at this point i'm too afraid to ask (laughs) it's basically when another like after its initial run on a network mm. another channel could pick it up oh right so, they can like, buy it they can well they can like you know a smaller channel like tv land or, or dave dave yeah something like that like obviously not not so much a thing in the uk because our shows don't run for a hundred episodes no um but something like easy watching met lots of episodes sitcom television that just can sell all over the world to like every region it's where it makes like real money okay so if it does under that number of episodes they don't sell it to other places. Is that what you're talking about? Well, I think it's like when people will buy it because they're getting 100 episodes. Right, of I see. It's like a bargain. You know, like, no, nobody's buying Freaks and Geeks for syndication because you're going to have to pay this money to play all this music again and all that, and you're only getting 14 episodes of TV. Got you. 100 with episodes. friends, you get a million. <laughs> yeah. Anger management. <laughs> that second season. Uh, that is in for a watch. I'm just going to see how. I'm going to do like a marathon and just see how much of it I can stick out. Yeah, that, maybe that's the next podcast. As we watch all of anger management. Not even the first season. Just the 90 episodes yeah. of season two. We watch it in reverse. Sadly, I, it's not um, one of the Happy Madison TV shows. God damn it. Yeah, it's a weird one. Like, yeah, I'm just looking at what the Wikipedia describes it as. The series is loosely based on the 2003 film of the same name and stars Charlie Sheen in a variation of the Jack Nicholson character in the film. Right. It's Oh, so it's fanfic. <laughs> if it's the Fifty Shades of TV's spin-offs. <laughs> like... It's definitely not Buddy Rydell, because the way they describe the character is a former professional baseball player turned anger management therapist. It's basically Cheers. It's John McEnroe. Yeah, it's the John McEnroe character spun yeah. off. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> oh, man. Good God. All right, let's have some shit awards. Yes, awards. This film, you know, it, it's swept up. First off the bat, it's, uh, again, I, I've mentioned this before, the BMI Film and TV Awards for oh. music... 
Every, uh, so there are no winners. There's just lists. <laughs> um, it's just uh, everyone's so a winner. Everyone's a winner. And our boy uh, Teddy Castellucci, the Castelluch, <gasps> the Castelluch, wins, wins the uh, wins the best score. But it's not a win because it's just every film that they list wins. <laughs> it had a score. Good stuff. Did I'm gonna play some guessing games with you guys now? Oh, cool. Because next up is the MTV Movie Awards, Whoop. and your boy John McEnroe. <gasps> Nominated for Best Cameo. Yeah. Can you guess the film based on who is cameoing in the film? If I for the other nominees. Oh right, I see, yeah. So the winner is Simon Cowell for what two thousand three film? What the fuck? Simon Simon Cowell cameos in this movie. It's a comedy. It's um, it's part of a franchise. Uh, It's the third entry in a five-film-long franchise. uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the only one I can think of. Five films. Five films by that time. Five. So not by that time. So this is the third one. Uh, All right. uh, The fourth one came out, I think, two years after this, and then the fifth one came out a lot later. American Pie: The Wedding. No. It's not uh, like Hannah Montana or something like that, is it? No, you're thinking you're like um More If I say if I say the the sort of type of comedy is it'll give it away. But um Alright. <laughs> Alright, it's a it's a spoof movie. Oh, oh scary uh, movie. Scary movie free. Fuck. Uh, yeah, Simon Cowell. The one Cowell with Charlie Sheen Yes, the one with Charlie Sheen. Shit. Um, Simon Cowell is uh, a, a judge at the Eight Mile uh, spoof scene. Oh. That's very good. To be fair, uh, that film to this day has one of the funniest jokes in a movie I've ever seen that go. makes me cry with laughter, which is when the brother of Charlie Sheen Simon Rex. comes back and they're, and they're breaking the news to the daughter. And she's like panicking and Charlie Sheen's trying to calm it down and the brother just keeps saying like everything that's going wrong. And she's like, oh my God. He's like, yeah, and I just run over your dog. And she's like, what? He's like, yeah, everyone you know and love is dying around you. (laughs) 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 To this day, one of my favorite lines in a movie. (laughs) Uh, The next next cameo is from Pink. This is a film we've talked about on this episode. Uh... Specifically the accent of one of the characters. Oh, Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Next up, this is a really weird one. Uh, Matt Damon cameos as a singer in this movie. Scotty doesn't know, and it's a Euro trip. Yeah, Shit. yeah, amazing cameo, great movie. <laughs> and then I really hope you guys have a tr- have trouble guessing this one. Mm. It's uh, Paul Michael Glazer and David Soul. Who? Paul Michael Glazer and David Soul. They've got Who? a joint cameo. They had a joint cameo. <laughs> it's definitely harder if you guys don't know who these people are. Uh, road trip. Uh, uh, they basically they starred Hutch, right? in an old yeah yeah. Oh shit yeah. Ah sweet yeah okay I thought yeah. there was Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> yeah. That's who the- was that? Was that film back then though? I thought that was later. Two thousand three yeah. Fucking oh, hell. Fucking hell. What a year. Is this also Dukes of Hazard year? Or is that no, later? No, that's two thousand six. Wow. What right. year? What, 2006? <laughs> or 2003? <laughs> <laughs> One of them. Okay, so the film is also the film was up for some uh, t- some t- Teen Choice Awards. Yeah, I know you love the Teen Choice Awards. I do. Uh, it was up for... Were there any farts in this film? There was one, I feel. 
I can't remember any farts. Mm. Uh, I don't remember. This, so it it won choice hissy fit. Oh, is that for what for Adam Sandler for best hissy fit? It doesn't say <laughs> which bit. What? Yeah, he doesn't even really throw the best was. hissy fit in that film. That goes to Heather Graham, if anyone. Mm. He wins best hissy fit. I guess he does that one like. Oh, oh, actually, no, sorry, sorry. He doesn't win. He doesn't win best hissy fit. He wins choice movie. Hissy oh, okay, fit. nice. Uh, he was also up for choice movie actor. Yeah. Uh, lost to Jim Carrey for Bruce Almighty. No, and enough. the film was up for choice comedy. What one? Yeah. What What did it lose out to? I'm Everything. trying to find out. <laughs> Scary Movie Three. Um. Oddly enough, Bruce Almighty not nominated for choice <laughs> comedy, despite it winning the actor, uh, loses to Sweet Home Alabama. Wow. All right. <laughs> I gotta say, the selection of movies is pretty wild. You got Sweet Home Alabama winning, Anger Management nominated, Bringing Down the House, yep. Head of State, which is the Chris Rock What If a Black Man Was President movie. Brilliant, yeah. Jackass the movie. Mm. Uh, Kangaroo Jack. Mm. Oh yeah, classic. <laughs> Malibu's Most Wanted, the Jamie Kennedy movie, mm. and the Lizzie McGuire movie. Fighting mm. um, list. And oh, Chris, you'll be happy to know that uh, my big fat Greek wedding was also nominated for choice movie hissy fit. No, because I'm upset I didn't win all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough, yeah, that, that's not nominated for best for choice movie comedy. Yeah, it was a huge hit. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, the Teen Choice Awards—they don't know what they're doing. No. And finally, this this one is nominated for a Young Artist Award. For best performance in a feature film for supporting young actress uh, Melissa Mitchell, who played the girl he kisses at the beginning of the no. film, was nominated for supporting young actress. Jesus, up Christ. against Kristen Stewart for Cold Creek Manor. I bet she was and, furious. Uh, <laughs> and the winner, Ari Davis for The Haunted Mansion. Oh. oh. No, no good roles for young actresses in 2003. No. When's Panic? Oh, I see. Jenna Boyd was nominated for Dickie Roberts' former child star, which we're covering next oh, week. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm very excited about that. And those are the awards for Anger Management. No stunt awards for this one. Uh... Not even that Jack Nicholson fall. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. yeah. It's amazing, like, the Golden Globes just didn't give Jack Nicholson, like, best uh, best actor in a comedy. <laughs> True. It feels like, so, oh, I guess he had something's got to give, so they were like, oh, just give it all to that. Mm. I'm surprised, like, Nicholson didn't pick up any, like, like, I'm surprised the MTV Movie Awards didn't give this more, just for John McEnroe. Mm. It's a shame. Sad. We'll never know why. I'm sure it would have won one of those like small, you know, like small towns in England when they have like a mini festival, like the Romford Festival for film, and they like just give awards to things that no one from the film will ever turn up for. <laughs> Surprisingly, they haven't got any of those listed. That's a good film in the making, isn't it? What Romford Film Festival? Yeah, but then they like they're like, we're going to give the biggest award in the world to the biggest actor in the world they'll never show up and then they do and maybe they fall in love with the small town it's like that um burt reynolds film where they put on a shakespeare play bunch of amateurs is that what it is where and he goes and does it in england yeah Yeah. (laughs) fuck they've made it (laughs) which is kind of doc hollywood which is kind of like (laughs) 
I think it's mm. like Burt Reynolds and Celia Emery. Oh shit! Yeah, that together at last. Oh no, it's not Celia Emery. It's uh, Imelda Staunton. I watched uh, it. I, I quite liked it actually. It's a nice little film. He's doing like mm. Henry VIII or something. Season yeah. two. There you go. <laughs> Season two. Burt Reynolds movie starting with Boogie Nights. Ooh. <laughs> and none others. <laughs> Sorry, it is going to be season three. I'm not letting go of Ernest. I'm not fucking doing it. It works, but truly happily Ernest. It's truly earnestly Madison. <laughs> or earnestly, uh, earnestly Ernest. <laughs> the importance of being Ernest P. Worrell. Yeah, Christ. Right, let's do MVPs and LVPs. Let's wrap up. Okay. Who wants to go? I'll go. Guess first. Guess first. I, uh, so, it's taken this episode to decide my MVP because it was so. There's just so mm. many valuable players in this film. And for me, it's the police officer on the flight who arrests mm. him. The air marshal. Because there's just. That is a moment that actually made me laugh, which is when. They go through the whole film and he's and she tells him about how everybody's been involved in this huge scam. And then he's like, what about the guy on the plane who arrested me really aggressively? And she's like, oh, no, he was just having a bad day. And it just cuts yeah. to him sat in a middle aisle between two shitty people asleep on him. I was like, that's pretty funny. Completely like pointless. Just just had him there. And he really he really made that performance. That's my MVP. How did they not get, like, Michael Clark Duncan into cameo? Just that? anyone. <laughs> They've got so many cameos. I don't know, man. Um, Who's your LVP? LVP? My LVP is Rob Schneider. Because L- <laughs> because Rob Schneider's not in this movie, and the one line he does in all those movies is replaced by the goblin, Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> so how much Fuck. of a loser can you be? <laughs> Josh, do you want to go? Um... Yeah, I mean, steal mine. Huh? I hope you don't steal mine. What? All right. Um, I mean, I'm because I really enjoyed this film so much that I laughed sixteen times, which is a record for me in these films. And a one cry, and one cry. I'm just going fairly bog standard. MVP John Turturro. He made me laugh like the most consistently. He seemed like he was having a great time. Was he our MVP for uh, Mr. Deeds? I think he might have been. Shit, man, that's two MVPs he's won. I just really love John Turturro. <laughs> he's so good. He commits. Anyway, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant stuff. Um, LVP. Difficult, you know. It's Giuliani, obviously. <laughs> but just because of latter-day latter day sins, I feel. Well, and since then, because what? Did he lock up the homeless people? New York? Was he doing that around this time? He was doing. He's done something. There's no way this guy's just suddenly taken a dark turn. No, <laughs> but Adam Sandler says he's the man. He is the man. He saved New York from 9/11 by by it happening and then being there. <laughs> being there. I think they loved him a lot because he he did a lot for the city, like monetary wise. Like he bought a bridge, just like. Well, did didn't it. he? He he sold Times Square to Disney. Probably, what? yeah. Like that was the that was the big thing, and because like Times Square was like where all the drug addicts hang out, and then they sold it to Disney, and now it's where all costume people hang out. That's where Radio yeah. Man is. Yeah, but he used to be like a hero for like he was like lo- locking up mobsters and stuff. He was like an actual like against the bad he, guy. Now he is this like weird CD mobster because <laughs> yeah. growing up, I thought Giuliani was great because of like this movie and an episode of Mad About You he's in. 
it is oh. funny the sort of childhood indoctrination you get because I, I feel probably the same sort of thing of being like yeah Giuliani was good wasn't he and then you get older and you learn and you're like oh no there goes another no. hero yeah. <laughs> first my parents now, now, now Giuliani. Giuliani who can I trust <laughs> who can I look up to and Jebediah Springfield, I still remember. Today, but I love for him. So, um, my my MVP. Mm. I'm really annoyed because I picked this MVP, and I didn't think we were going to talk about it until we got to this. But Josh, you did bring out my MVP is uh, is Luis Guzman's mustache goatee? Yes. Question mark. Because I love it. It's so <laughs> it good. Made, like how Luis Guzman has not been cast as the Riddler based <laughs> on this performance. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, I I'm upset. I rem- that's something I remember very clearly from childhood of seeing that uh, question mark go see and be like, "Fuck yeah, <laughs> this guy!" He's Along got with style. your cravat. Uh, and my LVP is Charlie Sheen for not properly honoring. <laughs> Legacy management legacy by not playing Buddy Rydell. Like, mm. if you're gonna do a spin-off of a movie, do a fucking spin-off of a movie. You know, like, don't just gussy it up to be your own project. Play Buddy Rydell. Did he honor it properly by giving it more screen hours than that film could have ever possibly dreamed of, <laughs> <laughs> or any season? Just two imagine, just imagine, because you could have got to like season three and like suddenly and like introducing this season, Dave Busnick. Like when <gasps> they do. When they do, like, in Hannibal... When I was going to say, like, you're doing a Hannibal thing. <laughs> yeah, or, like, in uh, Bates Motel, when they introduced mm. Rihanna as Marion Crane. Mm. <laughs> um, you get, like, Jesus. I don't know, fucking Dulé Hill comes in as uh, as Dave Busnick, and people are just like, fucking hell, they're doing the anger management story <laughs> on TV! But it's going to take 20 <laughs> episodes. <fucking> hello text! <laughs> <laughs> Finally... Actually, I would love to see that. Yeah. Also, you Let's know, make like, it. fuck Charlie Sheen. So. Yeah, why fuck Charlie? Uh, yeah. Why fuck Charlie Sheen? Really? He's he's had a bad time. He's also done some bad things. I don't know. It's a complex situation, isn't it? He's a man who made his own bad time. Also, you know, <laughs> um, uh, LVP for the uh, jokes about uh, young girls with mental illness and molesting them. Oh, fuck, yeah. No, sorry, yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that as well. And all the... Well, obviously the transphobia jokes I remembered. Yeah. And the gay jokes. And the... Yeah, the mental... Yeah, the the one shot where they're like, oh... That's, that's the first joke in the movie. It's the first joke in the movie is they go, your sister's mental. And then they just show a picture of her just, like, sitting, rocking on a Wearing stair. Wearing a straight jacket. Yeah. Yep. And then there's this, an entire long scene with three adult male well-known actors of John C. Riley, Adam Sandler, and Jack Nicholson who have all read the script mm. and are all committing to that joke. <laughs> That's true. And talking about how Adam Sandler used to trick her. Essentially abused into... her. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I've got my problems LVP with this movie. to whoever came up with that. <laughs> Fuck you, David Dorfman. <laughs> <laughs> You fucking prick. You absolute wanker. <laughs> and Josh, once again, for you not picking that as LVP, and therefore you therefore endorse it. it. <laughs> this being your new favourite movie. <laughs> and are so pro it, and you walk around wearing t-shirts advising people to do it. <laughs> what, the Nike ones? No. <laughs> That's good. The first rule of anger management is watch it until you cry. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, that's one viewing. <laughs> one sad viewing. One very tired viewing. Ah, oh, good shit. Well, it's the movie that's got it all, right? Yeah. Homophobia, transphobia, <laughs> child molestation, bit of racism. Mental illness, yep, mental illness issues, cat cat abuse, animal abuse in the movie. It's got Giuliani. Everything. Giuliani. Yeah. <laughs> Actual crime bosses. <laughs> Um, Chris, is there anything you would like to plug? Um, no, <laughs> I've got nothing. Oh. I, uh, just I'm in work time, aren't I? It's work time during COVID. Just lots and lots of work. Um, I guess you could keep an ear out around the BBC for things I'm doing around there, but nothing, nothing that I can announce yet. Of course, people can watch your movie Madness in the Method. Absolutely. Oh yeah, of course. Yes. Um, yeah. Feel free. I feel like I, I felt like I like. I always forget. I we, made should, a film. we should give it a little <laughs> shout out. I forget that it was because it's the first thing I ever did. <laughs> I never even made a short film, and I just forget. I'm like, oh yeah. That all right, all right. We fucking get it. Look, it's just raw <laughs> talent. Okay, what can I say? <laughs> you know, I was just saying, nobody working in a call center, and someone's like, you boy, there with the chocolate on your face. Um, <laughs> Make fun. Uh, yeah, so you can rent my my first movie, Madness and the Method. It's on all of the pay for digital download things i do get a percentage so please buy it bye 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 <laughs> <laughs> multiple copies if you like it, it's i i've just clicked on it on uh imdb and it has told me that it's available to watch on prime now it, so i don't know if you get any of that have they put it on prime yeah oh i'll get it's something for the sale it. of that i guess and, well they have to sell it <laughs> or you can buy it in hd for one pound it looks really good in high definition I'll say <laughs> that for sure. it really fucking pops if you think really. anger management pops on Blu-ray. to be fair if you like the cameo the sheer level of cameos in anger management you're gonna love them in madness of the method because <laughs> we got a lot of them including it's myself good fun, good fun movie nice. rent it now rent it or, now or buy it or or stream it on Amazon. Yeah. All the ways. It's all over the place. I'm everywhere. <laughs> Do not get hold of it in a sneaky way or whatever it is that yeah. you you'll be committing. Sneaky, sneaky ways are bad. Yeah, because you know me now and that's yeah. a direct crime against me. You feel bad. I'm a delight. You can't kill a cow if you've seen its face. Exactly. Unless, you're, <laughs> unless you do it for the intention of eating the face. True. And Which of course, I we can't every time. forget to plug your upcoming reboot of the Anger Management franchise. <laughs> <laughs> this has been commissioned for two seasons. The first season is six episodes. The second season is 450 episodes. <laughs> Just really trying to outdo the original. Uh, also, don't you have an upcoming film as well? The Romford Film Festival. Oh yeah, the Romford Film Festival film. Starring, starring R.I.P. Burt Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> He'll still turn up. Burt Reynolds, the notorious R.I.P. Um, <laughs> thanks for having me on, guys. It's been great. Oh, thank you oh, thank for joining you. It's us. Been a pleasure. Thanks for giving me a reason to finally get this movie out of my system. You've <laughs> done it. Now you've got 100 episodes of TV waiting for you. <laughs> I know. The, you've started this, the, the path. That'll get me now through to get Christmas. to the mountain. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to listening to the rest of the series. Um, yeah, I encourage everyone, if you haven't listened to the other episodes, tune in. I'll plug you guys too while I'm here. Oh, um, thanks, and keep man. tuning in. There is another podcast, but don't listen to them. They get, <laughs> they, they, they're shills. They get paid for adverts. <laughs> Wasting your time. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till we monetize this episode. Now. Yeah. We're never going to. 
Um, well, thank you for that plug. I'll also plug myself. I'm at JFG and Digital 3D on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, all that crud. Mm. Josh? Oh, yeah, and I'm at Papsby, P-A-P-S-B-Y, like Gatsby. No, it's not. <laughs> P-A-P-S-B-Y. Oh, are, we, uh, are we doing Twitter? right, they're like Gatsby. <laughs> it's a bit like that. Mind uh, the Gatsby. Also good. But yeah, that's on Twitter, Letterboxd, uh, Instagram, and I contribute nothing. <laughs> I contribute nothing to any of those channels. If but, you enjoy Josh me. contributing nothing to this show, you can leave <laughs> us a review on iTunes or Spotify or any sort of podcast listening device that you use that has a rating system. Yes, Unless please. you've like illegally downloaded this. Why? <laughs> Why? Um, uh, Chris, what was your Twitter? Oh yeah, I, I always forget to plug a Twitter. Uh, mine's Chris underscore Anastasi. That's A-N-A-S-T-A-S-I in case you can't spell a very simple name. <laughs> Perfect. Like Gatsby. Um, Papsby. Like uh, Gatsby. Can, and of course you can follow the show at TrueHapMad on Twitter and Instagram. And mm. send us an email at TrueHapMad at gmail.com and we may respond, we may not. <laughs> Have we received one ever? Yeah, I what? got an email from Instagram the other day telling me that they'd updated their terms and services. Oh, that's nice. Thanks, lad. Um, I didn't respond to that one. Mm. Um, yeah, and we got a receipt from our podcast hosting <laughs> website. So oh, that's, that's good. good. And that's our show, guys. That's our show. Thank you so much. Next week we'll be, as we discussed earlier, discussing Dickie Roberts, former child star. Chris, have you seen that one? I have not seen that one. It's a fucking spade, man. We're digging up the spade again. <laughs> no. I don't want it. Wait till Joda 3. Oh, God. Wait till Dickie Roberts 2. <laughs> Is that real? Maybe. Anything's possible maybe? in the Saddlerverse. Yeah. Oh, I see. That was uh, a Paul Blart too. Yeah, and it's a fucking work of art. Wait till you see Dickie Roberts 1, bro. <laughs> I've seen it. Oh, I know it. No. It's got screech in it. Yeah, I've heard. Pre-porn uh, or post-porn? Uh, during. Oh, that's it. <laughs> that's what the whole film is. We're watching right. porn on main. And as always, ah, goose robber. That's very good. All right, yeah, that's it. Thanks, guys. Peace Thanks out. For Love you. Bye. <laughs>